thanks for joining us again. We had Gibbo back last week, but Maddie's back this week, mate. How are you? Oh, good, good. You happy to be back for this particular episode, or yeah? Uh well, speaking to you, fine gentlemen, is always a pleasure. But uh, let's just say we could have uh, had a better selection. <laughs> <laughs> so over the top would have been more appropriate. Well, arm wrestling would Definitely. have been way more entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, we're still in Stallone Town. We decided to go with a back-to-back Stallone for, with one of his, how do I put it, his difficult period. <laughs> yeah. His difficult period in the late 90s, early 2000s. And this is 2002's Detox, which is also known as ICU. But before we get into that, <laughs> let's do a quick whip round. Maddie, what have you been watching recently, mate? I'm still working on Cobra Kai, loving that. I've watched The Bump, which is about, like, teen pregnancy. That was a good laugh. I've been on The on the Watch, which is based on Terry Pratchett um, okay. on his books. And that's really entertaining, actually. That's definitely worth a look. It's sort of like eight 45-minute episodes or something like that, and I'm about three deep into that. Really good. It's like a fantasy, but you've got um, the crime. The crime has all been... Streamlined, so you like join a guild, like the thieves' guild or the assassins' guild, and uh, and everything they do is legal. So it's um, and then the the police are all just considered incompetent, and then they they start start doing their job, and it's uh, pretty good. Yeah, it's a really good watch. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy, always a classic. I saw the yes. I saw the. It's been a while since I've been here. I saw the Blob with Jad. Oh yeah, good viewing. Yeah, uh, I love that. I saw Us. Which um, what did you think of us? I loved it. I thought it was really good. Obviously, it's pretty, it's pretty open with trying to give you a, a bit of a social message in it. But I enjoyed the plot. It left me scratching my head a bit at the end, like in a good way. And I, I, I enjoyed the plot of it as well. It's like a bit wild, a bit wacky, and yeah, I like all the acting in it. It was really good. How did you like? Uh, I got five on it being repurposed. Oh yeah, spooky kind of. It sounded good, it's, didn't it? Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I was happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, I got onto that. I got onto Endgame as well. I finally watched that, which was a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, yeah. you've done fairly well. Did you manage to dodge spoilers and things? Or? Yeah, yeah, I did not know what was going to happen. <laughs> I did nothing. Well done. I've got my, I've got my ear to the ground on, <laughs> on this stuff. Yeah. But it's just opened up a bunch of questions. I've got to go watch some of the other things. I've got to Captain Marvel and Doctor Strange and stuff. <laughs> but um, we'll get there. And... Uh, I finished the the comedy store, which was um, a great doco series, definitely worth watching, yeah. and wrapped it up with an entire season of The Bachelor. Oh, shit. The Bachelor, <laughs> a whole season, <laughs> pretty much. That was was this the US or the Australian Bachelor? The ah, oh, the US. They they are very uptight about sex over there. <laughs> That's entire episodes dedicated to I'm saving myself. Yeah, they made such a big deal about how he. He banged the previous, because he's like a previous Bachelor contestant, and uh, he banged the Bachelorette like four times in one in 24 hours. They made such a big deal about it. And then this girl's like, uh, I'm saving myself for marriage, and if you touch the other girls, then I'm, I'm not going to be a part of this. And then he like bangs one of the other <laughs> girls and says, uh, I've done this. How are you going to deal with it? Yeah. And she's like, fucking walk it away, you idiot. And then he's yeah. heartbroken. It's pretty funny. <laughs> So he's a, he's, he's, like, oh, well. he's like, oh, well, he's like, he's upset, but he's like, no, oh, I've still got two or three other girls to choose from. Like, as soon as she said that, 
He should have just said, we'll leave this here. <laughs> you, can, you can leave now because that is not going to happen. He was a gentleman about it. He's like, yeah. I, I like to try before I buy. Uh... <laughs> I, was hoping, I was hoping you'd go with like the Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I fucked it. But I make love to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's me. That's my two months. It's two months for me. <laughs> Fuck, talk about resilience to be able to get through the whole season. <laughs> oh, look, that was that was it. They they do little things to appease the men. There was an episode where this girl that was saving herself took him to Auburn University, and they had they got Charles Barkley up on the jumbotron. Oh yeah, I would have watched That's, that one. They they managed to to fit an NBA player in every single season. It was Jalen Rose and Jalen Brown in the last season, Shit, giving yeah. love advice. <laughs> I definitely trust him. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. good. If he's talking to me about how to slam dunk. Then I'm, <laughs> then I'm listening. He he knows of love. He knows of love. <laughs> yeah, look, I remember that. I remember that season, and quite frankly, he didn't even look convinced of his own advice. <laughs> he had he had an earpiece in, and he was nodding a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was everything, mate. So you finished. Yeah, you finished much. strong. That's the stuff I can remember. Yeah. it's, it's <laughs> It's been good. <laughs> so, Jared, what did you get on to? Uh, right. So, I managed to get through it quite a bit, actually. So, me and Maddie actually caught wrong turn. Uh, the, like, oh, yeah. The day after I spoke to you about it, we, we yes. settled in for wrong turn at the cinemas. Didn't cost us $84, thankfully. It was- <laughs> I got stung at the car park, though. <laughs> I was like, it's, you blokes need to pay attention. It's 12 o'clock at night. Just let us out for free. I was going to knock the bar so off got the you barrier. Too, mate. Yeah, as we're walking out, you know, the big thing that says, put your license plate in here. <laughs> That's never been a thing. It's never been yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah, Jared, I was it's fucking dirty now. on wrong turn. I wasn't looking. Yeah. <laughs> You were too busy fucking kicking the dirt to worry about, you know, that thing that you, the big thing that you walk past that said four hours free parking. I thought about constructing a heavy worded email, but I didn't get around to it. Yeah, and it wasn't about the parking. It was about having to sit through wrong turn. So, I didn't mind wrong turn. It was, yeah, it was okay. It was okay for stretches. Like, some of the opening parts were actually really good. The mm. scenes where, you know, they were trying to hike the mountain and stuff and, and encountering yeah. the traps and stuff. Some of that was pretty good. It was a bit haunting, some of the kills. Yeah, yeah. But again, like, my my big issue was they go and ask a few questions. Like, you know, once it, once it all breaks out, they ask a few questions. But by the end of it, it may as well just have been the fucking hillbillies again. So, yeah. But it, it was worth a look, like, given, the given as we spoke about, Adam, the dearth of options at the cinema at the moment, it, it, yeah. it wasn't too bad. I followed that up with The Little Things. Which is the, the the new Denzel piece? Adam's in. Well, yeah. Well, th- this I was a thing. I, I'd read about it before going in, and knew the response was middling, and pretty much got that. But Denzel, as always, is super watchable. Like he's just the guy is just a master of the craft. Like he could, I'd watch him just fucking. Sit there on screen for two hours and not do anything other than fucking look at me. <laughs> he's just, yeah. he's just, he's so watchable. Rami Malik is, mm. I feel like he was a little bit mi- miscast. And Jared Leto goes full Leto. 
He's just. <laughs> I mean, so he's, he's sending used condoms in the mail to Denzel. And, <laughs> yeah. I think so. <laughs> I think so because his character had a limp and walked like he, yeah, you know, walked a bit funny and stuff. Just like, you know, Jared. Do they <laughs> on the set of something like um, the Suicide Squad? His um, castmates let him get away with it, but I suggest Denzel bails him up and says, "Don't send me that fucking shit ever yeah. again." <laughs> yeah, you send that shit again, and it's you'll fucking find out about it. <laughs> like, um, but no, I mean, he looks his character looks like a fucking strung out Jesus. Like it, it's just, it's always got to be kind of that way with him now. And the guy's a fantastic actor when he's when he's in the right bit of work. Um, but I think that the problem with this is the idea is, like, parts of the idea are very sound, but it just doesn't – it tries to go for these twists and turns that just don't hit. Um, so is it, it, this it's a little bit boring. Denzel? Oh, look, I could see with, you know, with a little bit of a tighter, tighter bit of writing work and a twist that actually hits – it would have been right up his alley, like the grizzled kind of grizzled cop. That's you know he's not actually he's a he's a deputy now, but was a hotshot detective, which we could, it starts to unravel why that's not the case anymore. Yeah. Um. So the idea was interesting. Like early on, I was in, but it started. It just kind of kept on going without really feeding much more to you about what was happening. And then when the twists start hitting, they don't really twist all that much. So right. Yeah, it's it's okay. Again, there's not much else on, so if you if you want to pay eighty five bucks to go and see a movie, Adam, you can probably <laughs> do worse. So um, maybe don't get the don't get the pieces this time. You should go for a fifteen dollar hot dog instead. Well, just a um, tip for a tip for all the players out there: the pizza tasted like I was eating the fucking box. So <laughs> I may as well have eaten the box. Uh, yeah, my hot dog Shocking. sort of my hot dog sort of tasted like I got a little bit of um, hot dog with a fucking bowl full of mustard. So, <laughs> well, yeah. well, Jared, that's not hooves and assholes. It's just assholes. <laughs> I don't know why their goal is to serve the worst food possible. I, yeah, I know, and, and charge as much as they can for it. Like if you are, if you have the hide to charge twelve bucks for a hot dog, at least make it a fucking decent hot dog. Like it's not I don't, that how hard. Can you fuck up a hot dog? Give me a little bit of bacon on there. Give me a bit of bacon. You get That's a all. you get a bunch of rolls from Coles. Yeah, some sauce. Yeah, fresh ones next time, if you please. Like it's not that hard. It's in the same same building. Yeah, it's two minutes walk. Cross. And I mean, if you really want to push it, Baker's Delight is right next door as well. So we could. That'd kill. That'd kill Just the profit Just walk next door to Rache's. Do a deal with fucking Rache's. Yeah, yeah, they did, well, but they went to the dumpster I, at Rashi's. I'd like to. I'd like. To, <laughs> I'd like to get through the uh, through the two hour runtime without shitting myself, Adam. So they better skip Rashi's. <laughs> Right, I, I won't, I won't so, hear that. I, I shouldn't be so harsh. I had a schnitzel with a lasagna on it there. Yeah, that's right. I do love a bit of rashos. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I, don't talk to me about rashos, mate. <laughs> I had a burger there that went, as soon as it hit my lips, it was coming out of my ass. <laughs> 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 Probably still preferable to the pizza, I guess, but... Um, I also uh, I was at the cinema again. I've been there plenty of times lately. But I, took the, I took the kids to Dragon Rider, which was a uh, you know yeah bit of fun. Danish production. Uh, it was actually. I think it was another uh, <laughs> another one that they're sneaking out while Pixar hasn't got anything in the cinema, <laughs> trying to find a foothold in there. But, 
but yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, not not great. Um, Adam, I spoke to you, you about the days, Jared. <laughs> well, you know they're trying, they're trying. <laughs> I spoke to you, Adam, about revisiting Forty Eight Hours. Oh yeah. So I kicked that off. Look, it's still all right. It holds up pretty well. Aside from the rampant racism on show <laughs> from Nick Nolte towards Eddie Murphy's character, I was I was pretty shocked, to be honest. I knew, like, you know, obviously this is dated and aged, so I expect a little bit of that. But, yeah, it was pretty full on. And they do address it for 30-odd seconds, and Nolte has a couple of words to Eddie Murphy, but, I mean, shit, it's, yeah, it's a little bit uh, eye-opening. And yeah. I've, I was, I'm planning on kicking off off the uh, second one as they added a whole shitload of Eddie Murphy movies to um, Amazon in the wake of Coming to America um, showing up next week. So they've put the original Coming to America, they've put the 48 Hours movies. Uh, Metro Metro? popped up. I'll get on Metro. By the next time time we speak, I'll have watched that probably. So in TV, TV land, Adam. Obviously, uh, you watched this as well, but the Cecil Hotel documentary, the Alyssa Lamb mm. one, didn't love it. I didn't love it. No. I just felt it was overly long and it just showed – it spent a lot of time on – it just felt bloated. Like some of the stuff about the hotel in general and its social standing was actually relevant and interesting, but at the end of the day, it didn't actually spend – there was times where you, you were just kind of like, just get back to the case. And the resolution was sort of what you expected it to be, and it didn't look good for some of the internet sleuths involved. I did like that angle. I did like the yeah. fact that they kind of came back on that, but they took far yeah. too long. That was a two-hour movie that went for fucking four hours. Yes, yeah. I was just like, you, um, you're wasting my time. And as I said to you, Adam, I, don't, I obviously wasn't supposed to have this reaction, but when they talk to the British couple about booking a cheap holiday <laughs> and they've got no fucking idea they're booking a holiday in Skid Row, I was fucking laughing my ass off. I couldn't, yeah, the I couldn't stop like laughing. <laughs> yeah, the bloke says, oh, we got in there and the, the floors were sticky and the water was uh, tasting terrible. And I'm like, you booked in Skid Row, mate. Like, <laughs> get what did you get a Google you Map out, you fucking idiots. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, just do a I mean, all you got to do is is get Google up and say, where should I stay in LA? And the first thing that'll come up is not the Cecil Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I shouldn't I mean, have been laughing, but I was. You have to be doing it on the cheap to yeah. want to stay there. And clearly, like, these guys were excited. I, I kind of felt bad for them when they were talking about how excited they were to get the cheap holiday, but then I thought, you know, you, you've... You really, this is the definition of you got what you paid for. <laughs> you really should have looked into that. Yeah, overall, wasn't wasn't real pleased with the doco. No. I finished up The Stand. Yeah. It's hard to, look, I would check it out, and I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it, but it's got a lot of warts. A lot of stuff that, and I haven't read the book, but I am familiar with the book. I've got my copy in there ready to rock and roll after I rewatched the 94 series. but. I'm familiar enough with it to know that, that they should have spent more time. There's some characters that just feel totally rushed. Like some characters get a whole episode and then another one just gets fucking just flies by, but they're supposed to be sort of important. And by the end of it, you don't even really get a sense of why Randall Flagg is scaring everyone. There's only really fleeting moments. 
but it looks pretty sharp. It's got some. It's got. It's definitely got some things to like about it. Some really good performances. I thought Owen Teague was excellent. James Marsden is very likable. Greg Kinnear is really good. Joe Barnadepo is really good. But honestly, wait till you get a load of Ezra Miller as the trash can man. Fucking, just <laughs> there's going to be memes and gifs and. I mean, is if that you the watch thing it, you said us today with him gyrating. <laughs> No, that was Randall Flag. That was oh, Randall shit. Flag cutting the rock. <laughs> Jesus. But I trash can man, honestly, as soon as you see a trash can man, you won't be able to stop saying, Excuse me. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. But anyway, um if you're a Stephen King fan, it's it's essential viewing really, so just just for comparison's sake more than anything else. I started watching Clarice. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. First episode was okay, other than the fact that they quite clearly can't use Hannibal. So she continues talking about the issues, the residual issues from Buffalo Bill, but there's no, never a mention of Hannibal. The second episode, I ha- I kind of had similar feelings, but I can't sum it up better than I think it was Vox or someone like that. I read an article that essentially said, you take a CSI episode and you chuck Clarice Starling's name in there and that's what you got for episode two. Mm. <laughs> and so it's a, it's a pretty fair drop off already. It's going to struggle to hold me, I think. Really, it just makes me want to go and watch Hannibal again. So, not the movie, the series. So, <laughs> and finally, Adam, I think we've got a bit to talk about here. I've I've jumped onto Walker. Walker. <laughs> yes, I'm on to Walker. Give me your thoughts. <laughs> um, look, you're not wrong. There's, I could do with a few more fights. I could do with a little more of of, of that sort of thing. It is right up CW's alley. Like you can, you can almost pick the characters that have to be in there. But that said, I, I'm I'm into it. I'm, I cannot wait for seven o'clock on a Friday when Stan drops the, the latest episodes. <laughs> You've forgotten well, the beard. Is there, well a fucking, is there an uncut version I didn't see? Well, probably because... well deserving of an early renewal in my book. Fuck off. <laughs> No, look, it's it's like it's like as I said to you the other day, it's like the it's it's the TV equivalent of like a home cooked stew. Like mm. it's just comfortable. You know what you're getting, <laughs> and some sometimes you get the mix of the herbs and spices right, and you have a taste, and you think this is fucking beautiful, <laughs> and you're, you're pretty happy with yourself. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it to you in another way, Adam. It's like a Florida Georgia Line song. It's not for everyone, and sometimes you listen to the lyrics and you say, these blokes are fucking idiots, but then you'll find yourself singing the chorus for the next, you know, three to four days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, I'm not going to lie. I did watch the most recent episode, and it was better. They're, they're sort of digging into his background as an undercover police officer. Yeah, which I thought was okay, and it, t- it sort of again gave us a little bit more of him uh, character-wise. The show is really a character piece; it's not an action show. Yeah, it really doesn't well, that's what do I, much in the action. Well, that's stakes. that's right. I want to know when Walker's going to visit the dojo or the local sort of <laughs> MMA club and start learning some moves to to start applying. No, I just want to see him crack the shits and just beat the living piss out of somebody. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to see a bit of? I mean, he's they they sort of glossed over his residual issues, though. 
Yeah, it's been Within very five quickly. episodes, he's kind of now a family man. It's like, <laughs> hang on. Yeah, and as I said to you, like, what sort of undercover work is the bloke doing if if his son was managing to find him pretty quickly? <laughs> <laughs> I also like that he changes his appearance by putting on a uh, flannelette shirt and putting his hat on backwards. <laughs> Yeah, we'll never yeah. work out that he's walking Cornell Walker. It's a staple. It's a staple of undercover work. He appears to be doing it in his own fucking stomping ground too. He's not that far removed. <laughs> but anyway, let's not let's not get too much into that because that might ruin let's the stew. Let's not delve too might... deep into the details. Is that right, Josh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you don't want to look. No, you don't, I don't want to dig just in case. Yeah, I'm okay with Walker doing on top work. He's not doing undercover work. That's for sure. So yeah, I, I can live with that. Look, it's not as bad as I first said, but it's certainly not quickening the pulse. No, not really. Yeah. Is that everything for you? That was it. All right. I watched Cecil Hotel. Didn't like it. Unfortunately, Netflix has now gone over three on true crime docos in the last two months. You know, yeah. the Ripper was Oof. very average. The Night Stalker was very average, and this one is very average. Take a break for a, for a little while, fellas, and actually find something interesting or an interesting angle to go with one of these because you're just trotting out the same old shit. You yeah. Know, it's pretty boring stuff. You're still um, dirty from Unsolved Mysteries, though, Adam. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah me that, too. That's included in that. That's over <laughs> 4 then because that was shocking. <laughs> I mean, I need to see a bloody Bigfoot in a fucking suit, some bloke roaming the streets yeah. in a suit. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they gave yeah. us they gave us the touch of, you know, they, they, they teased us with the alien episode, and I thought, fuck, we're going to get a sea serpent or a fucking or a Bigfoot any episode now, and we got nothing. Where's the Kraken? Yeah, yeah. Give me Lake Poga Poga or some shit like that. I'll be, I'll be wrapped up. Yeah, so I, I did Walker. Yeah, all right. I'll tell you what, I'm circling, Jared. To go um, down the uh, comfort stew route, I'm circling the equaliser. Yeah. I don't know if it's any good or not, but I will give it a run. I'll report back next week. Yeah. If only they, because I think it's, uh, so from what I know, it's going to be based on the old TV show, right? So it's, it's not yeah. going to take cues from Denzel's version. Oh, so you've, well, already, you've already lost points there. But I mean, it's it's all it's all the same shit because Denzel was exactly the same as the guy in the, hey, hey. the TV show. No, 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 series. it's not the same shit. It's not Denzel. <laughs> so you no, okay. Well, without Denzel, you've <laughs> lost points. But that's right. What I mean is CIA, you know, yeah, ex CIA, all that sort of jazz. So it's the same type of plot. Look, if the equaliser blows something up in the first fifteen minutes, I'm in. Yeah, you'll drop Walker like it's hot, and you'll and be on the equaliser. Take notes. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I watched Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm. Oh yeah, seven. I did too. I, I loved it for the first five or six episodes, and then it kind of fell away. And you can kind of see why they probably need to wrap it up. Yeah, it's losing its luster. They're forgetting about characters. They're leaving guys, you know, characters that we enjoyed sitting around twiddling their thumbs in episodes. Raymond Holt still gets plenty of laughs for me. Yeah. He is the absolute MVP. But the show's losing a bit of its a bit of its luster. And yeah, I I grew tired of Boyle a couple of seasons back and he's at his absolute worst here. Well, as, as I said annoying. to you, the second Boyle started talking about Nicolaj every time he opened his mouth, it just ceased to be funny. Mm. 
Yeah. And 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 that was that was that was about in season five or something, didn't he start yeah. talking about his son? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, so the, the the moments where he still gets me laughing are when that shit is is in in the rear view. You know, like it's just the stuff that was funny for him was this kind of his idolization of of mm-hmm. Peralta, and yeah. they, they they got back to a little bit of that. Like there was some episodes here where I've I've got more laughs from Boyle than I did in a while. Like Boyle in the jacket. I don't know why, but yeah, I was, was laughing funny. at Boyle with the jacket. That was good stuff. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, they pushed it over the top. It reminds me of, as you said, you know, we've spoken about the janitor in Scrubs. Instead of being yeah, that little bit of amusement every now and then, they realised, oh, we're onto something here and ramped yeah. it up. It was the same with, you know. Arrested you watched- Development, third season of that just yeah. goes to hell. Phoebe in Friends was the same. Oh, the quirky yeah. character will just ramp up the quirk and, and put it on twice as much as it used to be on. Like, Yeah. And it's just not, it just doesn't, it doesn't hit. Like, it boils better when he's just kind of like coming in, in little doses. Yeah. Um, and joining what's going on. But when they start kind of focusing on him, and I got, I also got tired of these episodes, constant episodes of, you know, oh, we're doing a, um, you know, they had the Halloween heist and then they the had heist. other fucking stupid episodes back to back where they were doing something, you know, that they needed to find something out. So they needed to do something a little bit dusty. And it's just kind of like, well, fuck, you're just repeating yourselves. Yeah. Some of those episodes in previous seasons have been great, but it is, yeah, it's a little yeah. bit tired. I watched a film that came on called Red Dot. Came on Netflix. Uh, the whole again, the idea, the idea was sound, <laughs> but the uh, execution was sloppy and stupid. And the killer's motive. I mean, you want to talk about long games? This guy is running a long game. <laughs> right. It's a long, long game. So it's really, really hard to cop when you find out what what's going on. And how it's been done, it's kind of just like, oh, God, you know. So uh, avoid that one. Mm. And the last thing I watched is I jumped on uh, Star on uh, Disney Plus and watched the 30 for 30 doco, Doc and Daryl, mm-hmm. about Daryl Strawberry mm. and Doc Gooden from the New York Mets. Yeah, quite interesting. Jeez, those blokes were getting on the, on the gear. <laughs> I've got to tell yeah. you. <laughs> the 80s were a rough time for that pair. Yep. But that was it. That's a good list. All right. Let's take a break, gents, and here's the trailer for 2002's Detox. You ever play hide-and-seek? What makes that game so much fun? It's when the hunter is staring right at you. One by one, he takes them. I see you, but you don't see me. One by one, they fall. Nine dead cops inside of six months. This guy's a different breed. FBI agent Jake Malloy has followed his trail to this remote outpost. There's only ten of you cops. I don't think anyone's going to be bored. Now, one by one... Jack's missing. His fellow officers are turning up dead. Split the building into sections. Each person will clear that area. Life begins with death. He knows how the killer works. 
What are you looking for? It's him. He's taking trophies. He knows how he thinks. You studied guys like this, right, Doc? They don't just kill you. What he doesn't know is who the killer is. We're dropping like flies here. Hey, Malloy, time to see how strong you really are. Shouldn't you be at home? It's in my house. 1311, oh, west side. Go, go. I'm sorry, but Mary can't come to the phone right now. Detox, a.k.a. ICU, from 2002, directed by Jim Gillespie, who directed I Know What You Did Last Summer, produced by Karen Kehella Sherwood, who produced Inside Man, and Rick Kidney, who produced Shooter. It's written by Ron L. Brinkhoff, who wrote The Guardian, and it's based on the novel Jitter Joint by Howard Swindle. It stars Sylvester Stallone as Jake Malloy, Charles S. Dutton as Hendrix, Chris Christopherson as Doc, Jeffrey Wright as Jaworski, Tom Berenger as Hank, Stephen Lang as Jack Bennett, Robert Patrick as Noah, Courtney B. Vance as Reverend Jones, and Sean Patrick Flannery as Connor. The budget was $55 million. <laughs> and the box office was 6.6 worldwide. Oof. Sylvester takes a hit. <laughs> yeah. Takes a hit, all right. <laughs> Bruce Willis, Mel Gibson, John Travolta, and Nicolas Cage were all considered for the oh, role. Oh, imagine Nicolas Cage in this. Oh, oh. Who would have spiced it right up? Oh. If it was I'm all of them in a room, imagine if they were all the ex-cops. <laughs> That would have actually that would have actually been uh, sweet. Now that you say Maria. it, you've got McLean, you've got <laughs> you, you got Riggs. Rambo, you got Riggs. That would have been. Oh. Imagine yeah, that. What? All those characters would have been alcoholics. Nicholas Cage is the LAPD chick that was like smashing the coffee machine. Yeah, <laughs> what a see it. No, Cage would have been his character from Snake Eyes. Oh yeah. Yeah, because he was a drunk in that too. Yeah. <laughs> it would have fit right in. All right. I'll go first here because this was my pick. And I told you, Joe, when this turned up, I mean, I know you're now ruining the day that Netflix picked it up. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, when this turned up, we are watching it. It's yeah, going can on can you write a strongly worded email for me? <laughs> I feel like you should pay us seven dollars. Yeah, look, to watch. Once again, I say it, but a decent idea with a talented cast is just squandered by a film that seems to be. There's no suspense. There's no thrills. It kind of feels all um, disjointed. Mm. Uh, I think obviously production history is quite, I believe, troubled. But it just, the characters just do the dumbest possible things. I mean, there's one particular point, and I'm probably getting ahead of myself, where one of the characters has been outside in a blizzard and advises us that he was looking for fucking footprints. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Why>, how? Yep. <laughs> it's a blizzard, you knob. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
And the final <laughs> reveal of who the killer is, I just shrugged my shoulders and kind of said, who's that guy? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I gave it one and a half. Yeah. And I think I might be being a good bloke here. <laughs> no, well, I was actually, I, I was going to go a one and a half to a two. I, I'll probably stick with a one and a half as well. You're right. The idea should should work. I mean, it has like shades of the thing, but all these guys that are locked in here. I mean, like you said, you've got SWAT, you've got cops, you've got FBI, you got. I mean, Canadian got, bounties. Yeah, not. You know, I don't want to go into spoilers, but those people should have fucking figured out who the killer was within about five minutes. <laughs> there's that much. There's that much experience and sort of varied expertise in there that yeah. they should have picked up on it. But anyway. They would have been grilling each other yeah. to the point where they'd know this guy's not a cop. But this the, the idea is still mm. something I would like to see done well. The fact that it's, you know, it's a, the troubled cops are all in there, but they, they should all have their skill set still. It should be slightly impaired due to substance abuse and whatever, <laughs> but, but they should still have a skill set there. So you should be in for a really tight sort of, Cat and mouse. If there's action sequences, there should be. They should be right up there. You got SWAT team members. You got all these people that yeah. should be punching on regularly. So, but we spend our time fucking watching Sylvester mug and and mope, and it just doesn't. You don't get any of that stuff. Mm. So, yeah, the, the issue that it that it's so so boring, despite a fairly solid idea, is is where it all falls apart for me. It, it's just it's it's boring, mm-hmm. which is the mm. the biggest crime. So yeah, yeah. Maddie, it felt a lot like a two thousand and two movie. There's there's a lot of things I don't I don't understand a, a lot of the editing in it. Some of the shots don't mm. make sense, but I guess we'll talk about that later. The motivations for all the characters is kind of a bit weak, and uh, they end up doing it in a Bond villains. Uh, the, the house is like like Draco from Moonraker. It's like his house. I don't understand yeah. why it needs to be set in there. Like the yeah, was, I, I just found the whole thing a bit ridiculous. I uh, had never heard of it, and by the end of the movie, it already forgotten the ending. Yeah, you wish like, you'd never heard of it. It was silly. It was such a silly, <laughs> a silly, silly uh, execution of a good premise. Yeah. So I found. So what did you give it? Uh, one and a half is lucky. Uh, in in my books, yeah, if you, you're lucky, Sylvester. I watched it last week and I can't remember the ending properly. That's it was it was a turd. <laughs> I watched it today and I can't remember the ending properly. <laughs> it's, not, it's not. It, yeah, it doesn't leave much. It doesn't leave much for you to to really ponder on. Six million is generous worldwide, if you ask me. Yeah, that'd Jesus. be one of I the mean, uh, that'd be one of Sylvester's sort of biggest hits, wouldn't it? Like, as in, like financial. In that period, he's copped a hit, copped a hit financially. Mm. Like, he's he's lost a lot of money there. I can't. Yeah, think it would of- have probably been. Look, that was in a real down period for Stallone. Yeah, I mean, the movie was actually shot in 1999. Mm. Yeah, so it sat on the shelf for three years. And that's why there is a director's cut. And they yeah. actually did. I did a bit of quick digging. They actually said that the director's cut is a, is more of a thriller that goes away from the kind of action sort of beats that this kind of tries to go for. But I'd suggest that it doesn't make it much better because the film's littered with the problems of 
I just, I, I don't quite know what, like Jim Gillespie, I mean, what the fuck is he doing? This movie is ripe for some suspense. Mm. But it, it's just bungled by his direction. is terrible. Yeah. Like, it's terrible. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, so let's get to the, the likes. It's Look, it has a good cast. These are all good actors. Whether they're giving good performances is <laughs> debatable. Yeah, when they started introducing people, I was like, it's, yeah, surprisingly deep. Mm. Yeah. And a director with any sort of skill and a script that was better written, you get something out of these guys. They lift their game. But it's pretty obvious that they they have brought their game down to the level of the material. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say there was any great performances. Jeffrey Wright probably gets the best performance because he gets to ham it up. Yeah. Because he's been he shot himself in the face and everything. He's got those ticks and all that. Yeah. So he gets to kind of hide behind some kind of like some ticking and everything like that. Well, he's, so he's he gets to have a bit of fun. He's one character that's a bit of a loose cannon. You're not sure what he's going to do or what he's motivated by. He just seems a bit loose. Oh, I, yeah. I could tell you what he wasn't going to do, but we'll get that to that in the dislikes. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah the, the cast is, is really good. Jeffrey Wright is doing something a little bit different, which I, mm. I didn't mind. I thought at times... In the opening parts, he didn't get a lot to do, but Chris Christopherson was all right. Yeah. Just as that kind of hard-ass yeah. kind of stone face. He had nothing. But again, he doesn't have – there's no depth to his character. There's no depth to any of them. But I just yeah. remembered the love interest in the place. I'd forgotten her completely. Oh, man, I'm getting to that. <laughs> I'm getting to that in this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sylvester, yeah. Read, the, read the room or read the script and think about you don't need this. Yeah. Perhaps. I actually, so Maddie, you disliked the location. I didn't mind it. I thought it was, again, if used well, it's like something like the ship from Mm. Alien. It's created isolation with the snow. Yeah, yeah. But There's a lot of concrete. (laughs) There is a lot of concrete. That was one of my issues. I was like, I felt like I didn't know where anyone was at any given time. Yeah. So a a little bit of difference in those parts. But yeah, the, the dull kind of look to it. I, I looked at it and I thought it's just, it's like the ship from Alien or something mm. like that. That's what they're going for. Yeah, and it could have worked. I mean, we're going to say that a lot, aren't we? It could have worked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Look, coming back to what I said before, the basic premise of a group of alcoholic police officers being stalked and murdered in an isolated mm. place. It has potential. To me, you, you say that to me. You put that on a, on a piece of paper in front of me and I'm a, I'm, I'm a studio exec. I'm going, yes. Yeah, well, the, the, <laughs> you know, the elevator pitch, it's a pretty good one. Mm. Yeah. And it's interesting, and I don't want to come off as a, um, a huge supporter of uh, this particular film, but I have read the book. Oh. So oh, you, as soon as you saw is- Detox... Back, you know, when when you rushed out to cinemas to hand over a bit of cash to slide and bump that up, <laughs> for, you know, from five point nine nine to six, you <laughs> raced out and picked up jitter joint as quick as you could. <laughs> no, no, I only got jitter joint recently. Right, I've um, heard it's pretty average. Well, so far, I you know, I have read, I haven't read all of it, 
but the idea is similar. So the book's but like a movie. That, Good idea. Pretty execution. <laughs> well, again, I, I want to get to. I guess I need to find out what the end game is. But the idea of the book is similar, but doesn't have that kind of crap about the the, the killer who killed his missus. Yeah. What it is is this guy goes into to rehab, and then he's a, he's a great he's a great detective, but he's a piss rat. Well, it's at the at the. And he's told mm. he can't. Yeah, his missus is part of sending him there, right? I think so, yeah. And then basically... What do you mean you think so? Did you read the book? (laughs) Yeah, I did. You skipped reading. I mean, I'm a little hazy. It's not, as I said, it's not great. Yeah. But people start getting murdered in the the rehab, and, of course, he's a great detective, a good detective who can look into this, but he's also, his mind's clouded by piss. So... It kind of it doesn't go for this whole. There was a serial killer who's now back. Yeah, which kind of automatically, like straight away to me, that's a better idea. Yeah, we don't have the backstory at the start. Yes, exactly. And again, I don't want to get into this because we will get to this in the dislikes. But the book, I think, uses the premise a little better. Mm. Which again, I like that idea. I like what they did, and I'm with you, Jared. I think the location is good. I don't know why you're running a skeleton crew in the middle of fucking nowhere. No, you yeah. Know, if anything goes wrong. Yeah, you need all hands on deck. Again, you've got some pretty. You got some people who could cause you some fucking problems if shit goes haywire. <laughs> so, don't run with the skeleton crew. I know you got financial problems, but. Get Let me tell you, mate, T. Berringer's not going into bat for you. No, Berringer's getting <laughs> rolled the second. Tom Berringer. Yeah, he's getting rolled the second. When Stallone kicks off. Yeah, Berringer is not the man to, to, to stop that. <laughs> I actually thought the first kill of the copper, who's basically had his eyes drilled out and, he's, and a nightstick shoved mm. down his throat, and he's hung up kind of hogtied. I thought that was a nice little nasty touch. Yeah. And I did like the fact that it was a fake-out. Not a fake-out, but basically it was done to lure Malloy away from home. Yeah, that was... set up the death of his missus. That wasn't a bad idea. My big question, though, is why is a cop who is so on edge not fucking walking to the door with his gun? <laughs> Because it was within reach, and he seemed pretty fucking jittery about the whole situation in the bar. I don't know enough about the peephole. I'm going to sleep with the gun. I don't know about the peephole, but how do you time the drill to go through the peephole as you're looking at it? Because he's not looking, and then he's got to kind of take his head Uh, away and jam the drill. uh, uh, (laughs) Look away, drill. Look away, drill. (laughs) Yeah. But it, I I agree. Yeah, I think. I felt felt that that was a moment of, you know, just a... Just a little, uh, a sharp little bit of work to set up what the killer was actually doing and what he was yeah. what he was going for. So yeah, I was okay with that. Look, there's a couple of nice shots. <laughs> I laid the slipper into Jim Gillespie, and I will lay it right into him <laughs> down the track. There is one really nice shot of the the camera descending on Charles Dutton as he's walking across doing his ice fishing or getting ready for ice fishing. Mm. And where it kind of just descends down really slowly and then kind of lands right on him. Yep. Uh, which I thought was a really nifty little um, shot. And then there's a really nice shot of when Christofferson runs outside for, I don't know why, into a blizzard. 
<laughs> yelling at the top of his lungs, but it would have gone nowhere. And then they kind of pan across, and the killer's standing behind him with the axe. Yeah, yeah, that was. And he's you know bathed. In, he's in darkness, and it's and then he just sort of charges at him. That was pretty. Solid. I liked that shot. I thought that was nice. Yeah, I too questioned why he um why he forged on in the blizzard too, Adam. I thought it, the second he opens the door and sees that the person's gone out there, I'm just like Ooh. ah, <laughs> She's fuck that. Cold. Too cold. Cold up. Yeah. <laughs> and he's in trackies and a bloody. <laughs> He's in trackies and a sloppy joe. <laughs> yeah. You're I mean, freezing your tits Get off. a bloody windshader at the worst. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm just going, I'm opening the door and then closing it immediately. Where's the fire? <laughs> that old bloke that pops up after the car, he's like an icicle after a couple of yeah, minutes yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, that certainly wasn't in my life, <laughs> that part. I, I did get a couple of laughs in there. I don't know why. Again, very simple. Shouldn't have made me laugh, but Charles Dutton walking out of the cabin that's smoking up that gives it a deluxe <laughs> cabin, my ass. Great delivery from Charles. Yeah. Got, a, got a bit of a chuckle. Yeah. But the, the best moment of comedy for me, which came when shit was getting a bit, you know, nasty, was the cook when they first store the body in the fridge and the cook's kind of peeking his head around the corner and then just kind of brushes his head and goes, I think I'll be just going with a salad tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I could have done with a bit more of that. <laughs> yeah. Less Stallone moping like an idiot. Yeah. More of that sort of stuff. Yeah, a couple of, couple of laughs to break up the tension for, or the lack of tension for me. Look, I only had one other like. And I don't know where you guys might be sitting if you got any others, but I did like him impaling the killer on that. I don't know what looks to be a what a um, a combine harvester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, as soon as I saw it, I said it looks enough like a combine harvester for me to call it one because I don't know what else you would call it. <laughs> I did like that, and I did like that he actually picks him up, up off it again and jams him on it a second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That solid. was pretty solid. Anything else? I liked I liked uh, Charles Dutton having a chat with Stallone in the bar, and he gives him his gun. <laughs> and Stallone shoots him, <laughs> shoots the hole in the roof. Yep. His reaction was hilarious. Yeah, that was that was perfect. Yeah. How did you think this was going to go? Like- <laughs> I actually I've missed a I've missed a bit. I've missed a like. Oh, what am I doing? I'm shortchanging detox. I actually like the fact that Stallone tried to kill himself. And the whole that sort of pushes it forward into rehab mm. instead of Dutton just leading him by the hand into rehab. Yeah. I actually thought that was okay. Mm. And I guess what they were trying to do was humanise Stallone. Mm. I still you know, feel... He wasn't indestructible. Yeah. I don't know who's finding him. I think it's... <laughs> I, I, I don't dislike it, but I, I guess it's it's not a like for me because it's attached to other things that I think don't work as well as if you just had it gone with the setup in the book and yeah. made it like his job and his family were at stake without having yeah, to, to kill kill the, the partner. Yeah, look, I, I, I do agree. I, I, I still believe that the setup of the book is more... Mm. You could have done the exact same thing and just put it in that snowbound location and I, that the book offered. Yep. In the snowbound location, you could have got better results. Hmm. I think. Yeah, I just uh, I don't feel like the stuff at the start really adds that much to it. 
Yeah. Anything else, Maddie? Oh, uh, look, my my likes are all incidental things. I don't know if many of them were on purpose. Like, I mentioned mentioned the girl at the coffee machine cracking oh, yeah. the shits, and yeah. <laughs> that was stuff like that. Yeah, just but, off the coffee. Yeah, <laughs> I loved how torn up Stallone was, but he with about his uh, his fiance dying, but he's hanging out with his mates at the bar. He's not coming home, do I? He's not. <laughs> it's, oh yeah, I've got some things to talk about there. <laughs> I just was like, mate, why are you so upset? You didn't even want to hang out with her. But um, yeah, it was it was pretty. The the montages of her in black and white were yeah. were not purposefully, but were ridiculous you and hilarious. Yeah, I couldn't help myself. Yeah, you've, you, so. I'll give you the tip. You got them in the wrong section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if I, yeah, other than that, there's not really. Not really a lot for me no. to like in there. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't much. It earned its one and a half. Yeah. Yeah, we earned it earned it well, I'd say. Mm. All right. Into the dislikes. Now I said I was gonna give Jim Gillespie a fair old kicking. <laughs> and it's no surprise that the bloke has made two films since he made this. Oh. It's he, he he rings absolutely nothing out of this. Nothing at all. Yeah. Yet yeah. the tools are there to make something quite tense. Even if the script was shit. <laughs> yeah. Directorially, well, you can do something with it. Yeah, I just, um, I had a lot of problems with, I mean, this might just be me. I'm a bit of an idiot, but I, I, I couldn't tell. There was times when I couldn't tell which character was which because they all seemed to be wearing similar fucking jackets and, and clothes. Yeah. And I couldn't tell. As I said, I couldn't tell where they were in the locations yeah. a lot of the time. Timelines didn't make sense. Well, you to could some tell. Like something. you could look at it and you say, right, they're in a hallway, so you can guess this is where the rooms are or mm. there. But that's not the point. It's like I should know this. Yeah. That's that's what you, you're supposed to do as a director. You're supposed to make that sort of stuff pretty clear to us, right? I shouldn't be looking at the yeah. characters going. And I know it's not easy because the setup is that they're in a blizzard. It's going to be hard to see in a blizzard, but it's a movie. I should know which character he bumps into yeah. or which character he finds dead. Like there was a couple of times I just – the one towards the end where he bumps into one of the blokes that's left previously, I was like, which one was it? I didn't know. Yeah. I had no fucking yeah. idea who it was. Well, there was one guy who's running out there on his own near the end. Yeah, yeah. And they call out his name, and I'm like, "Who's this guy?" Yeah, who is it again? Yeah, I'd already forgotten. Like, I, I just felt that, he, that for, from Jim Gillespie's part, that was where where it really fell fell down. But as mm. you said, he, there isn't even any real tensions or tension or scares. Yeah, and there could have been. And there was times um, when there was, was just- when it was building to a thing like standoff where we don't know who it is, and it could be anyone. Mm. But that just fizzles too. Yeah. They had to have yeah, a guy because- with an English accent in there. <laughs> just give it away straight away. Uh, you know, the fact that they roll out Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang is just the biggest prick in the place. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you know he didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Well, you know what? I for thought minute for one, wh- he's a mongrel. For whatever reason, Adam, I was watching it. And whenever he was on early too, the, the, the music kept going, like rising in the background. <laughs> but then I heard, I can't remember what you said something about Stephen Lang the other day. So I thought you, I thought you mentioned he was the, he was the killer. 
and kind of spoiled it for me, and I was like, oh, fuck, all right. So I'm watching it, <laughs> and it, when it starts going, did, 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 I was like, this seems way too obvious that they're, that they're making, it, making it him, but fuck, they're, they're really selling it. <laughs> and then he died, so I actually did get a bit of a shock. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I thought it was him. <laughs> Yeah, but did you know? I could only tell it was him because um, he had glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> did you notice the way though? Jim Gillespie then moves on to Tom Berger with a little bit of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Berger's then our next funny guy in the gun. Yeah, speaking it's just of like, that, it's so stupid. Speaking of so that, so poorly played. We knew from second one it was not Jeffrey Wright. As soon as he starts walking out and going, like, you know, ticking and kind of, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's not him. <laughs> it's not him. Oh, he's a loose cannon. Exactly. It's not him. Yeah. And <laughs> so you knew for the from minute one that it wasn't Robert Patrick either. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's right. Because he was, just, was so such a blowhard and that, it was like, oh, no, And it's, it's not, not just because, like, you know, you, you got you got the the kind of the stereotype sort of setups from those guys but they were so shallow. There was just nothing for any of them that yeah. I was pretty confident in saying, especially with those two, yeah, definitely not them. Yeah. I was also fairly confident because it was a Stallone flick from the 90s, definitely not the woman because it's, <laughs> it's going to be a fairly important role, so it wasn't going to yeah, be see, given to a woman. That so, would have been the, a nice kicker. Yeah, well, That it you was know, her. Yeah. Talk about token roles, that was... That was one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and it was yeah, just sliding back to Jim Gillespie. There's a sequence at the start where Malloy chases the killer. You know, in the um, I guess it's what what a bloody an old abandoned apartment block or something. Yeah, yeah, the old warehouse looking thing. And it's got potential again to be creepy, where it's dark and he's being stalked, and they don't know where each other are. But it's shot just so haphazardly. Is that the like one where he just he, can't see what's going on? Is that the one where he demonstrates that he seems to be really bad at fucking policing by charging around the corner into what would be the line of fire every time he runs around the corner? <laughs> he keeps charging around the corner and going, yeah, and just kind of starts firing away. And it's like, well, if the guy was waiting there for you, you've already done your dash, mate. <laughs> you've done your ass there. Yeah, that was that sequence. <laughs> Yeah. Was, is that Jim Gillespie's fault again? Are you going to pin that on him? We may as well. I'm pinning that on Stallone, but I'm just t- saying that Jim Gillespie, I mean, I'm sure he's a... I'm sure he's a, <laughs> sure he's a, a lovely bloke. <laughs> he's probably a lovely bloke. I don't know. <laughs> Shit director. But the fact is, this is ripe for a director, even of, you know, a decent director with a shit script like this, to still make some of it pop when it comes to a little bit of cat and mouse and a little bit of scary shit and, you know, I mean, yeah. the, the, the setting alone is, is enough. But yeah. this guy just kind of fucks it up. He just ruins it. Mm. And, you know, I don't care if he says to me, oh, Sylvester kept telling me what to do. Well, you tell Sylvester. <laughs> just go and do your job, mate. That's when you but leave. That's when you leave, you take your, you take your cash and you leave, and George P. Cosmatos is handed the role <laughs> and says, I'll do what you like, Sylvester. Yeah. Although I believe he Just may have passed away by do, that point. Sylvester. No, I don't think he had passed by then. Oh, right. They okay. could have punched this one out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could have ghost-directed well, another one. Andre Konchalovsky. 
the bloody Albert Mangoli. <laughs> on board. Yeah. Someone <laughs> will do it. Get so, somebody. Well, someone will put their name to it and let Sly do it, I should say. Let <laughs> me throw this name at you. And I'm, you know, I'm spitballing for directors here. But where's Craven? Could have done something with this. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. He could have done something really nice with this in terms of a creepy atmosphere and, and some scary shit. I mean, at the time, the the greatest working director of the 90s, Gregory Hoblet, could have squeezed something out of that, couldn't he? <laughs> Gregory Hoblet would have killed this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'd, we'd still be talking about this, Jared. Oh. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have stopped. I mean, Fallen, Frequency. Yeah, Fallen's got to be on here. We, we've got to get it on, surely. Yeah, we've got to get to that. It's also got the luxuries of having Denzel in it. Correct. It's an automatic selection. All right, sorry, let's get back to it. Thankless roles would be the word I'd use for the actors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. Stallone is, is bad. Christopherson um, gets nothing to do. With Back on Stallone. Robert Patrick's terrible. Acting, he's acting his little heart out when he's about to propose to his girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> it's so what about, funny. What about his, what about his, <laughs> his mugging at the bar with his buddies? <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's trying so hard to be the, the guy. The mood changes so quick. Yeah, he's trying to be the guy that's like, you know, I, I'm I'm one of the fellas, and it's quite obvious you're not one of the fellas anymore. It's part so, of brass, you know, yeah. So, yeah, he's, I don't know, he was very <sighs> inconsistent would be, would be a word possibly. Yes. And his romantic performance <sighs> with the little monkey? Yeah, what's Jesus. that about? <laughs> Sylvester. <laughs> no. Why are you getting that job oh done that night? No, definitely not. She was she was very she was obliging. You're sleeping in the guest room. Yeah, yeah. I mean You smell like, like booze and you're sleeping she in left, the guest room. She left a whole bloody roast on the table. Yeah. <laughs> she is not Falling asleep on the couch and waking up in a happy mood. Yeah, waking up to a bloke who smells of rum and cigarettes and, and has a monkey instead of a rose. I mean, that roast is flying at Sylvester's head the second he fucking walks through the door. If she turned up to be the murderer, then she murdered herself and then came back from the dead, that would have been a good twist. I mean, it's, oh, mate, it's, if she turned out to be the murderer, he would have deserved it after that performance. <laughs> I mean, it's a classic case of, you know, the term fridging. This is like textbook fridging, like just having the woman in the movie for nothing but this. Mm. And somebody was like, what's the idea of the perfect woman? Doesn't give a shit when you're at the bar. <laughs> Until midnight when you were supposed to be home eating a roast and proposing. <laughs> yeah, then bring in his pocket. What a dickhead. <laughs> and you've stopped at some fucking shop and bought a trinket monkey for me. Oh. Fucking imbecile. He didn't seem that in love. He buys the expensive ring, but he's like, oh, I guess I'll pay for it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Oh. That entire sequence is... Is shot from that. That was Stallone's oh. in Stallone's mind, but in reality, he crashes <laughs> through the front door, <laughs> picks up the roast with his bare hands, and shoves it in his own Yeah, she was asleep. He walked. He was dreaming. He, he walked into the on a whole roast because he's fucking 
so pissed. <laughs> walked into the room, walked into the room with his dick out of the out of the zipper, <laughs> and said, "I got you a monkey." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he didn't propose. He fell to both knees and he collapsed face down. <laughs> oh, my God. Sylvester, stop it, please. in the morning and he's fucking got a puddle of vomit next to his mouth. And... Yeah. <laughs> That's how it would have gone down, I can tell you. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have gone down to waste alone pitching it. No, oh. that was definitely a, that was definitely a Homer Simpson esque <laughs> memory of, <laughs> of the night before. That was like Homer Simpson. He's fucking seen missing, and then he's uh, naked dancing around a pole. <laughs> Just at oh. the end. <laughs> oh. But yeah, like seriously, there, there was just absolutely nothing for her to do, bar be his motivation and. It's a very look. Looking at the relationship, it's a fucking skinny motivation. Cause, <laughs> yeah, it's such a strange relationship. Oh. And there's a there's a shot that I I just burst out laughing when she's dead and he comes charging into his house, pushes yeah. his way through like they seem to do in these movies. Oh, yeah, forget about the crime scene. Forget about the crime scene. Yeah, you just run through it. And then he he, he rounds the corner and there's like. Ten cops in a row. Yeah, and, and they part like, like the fucking out, Red Sea. At the same time, yeah, and the corpse is hanging there. Oh, it's like, not a phone Jesus. call. Not a phone call ahead of time. Uh, look, Stallone's on his way. Yeah, block the, block the door. <laughs> Don't let him in, especially like, if there's been a grisly murder. They all by the by the turning around and looking at him, they uh, all seem pretty aware that that's his that's his partner. And every single one of them fucking steps aside. Not one of them goes, ah, just, just, you might not want to see That's this. That's how much thing. they like the bloke. Oh, Maybe that was uh, it. No, because they're all going, look, it's his wife, but I've got fucking no idea what happens. He might be able to figure it out, so fucking let him through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Adam, I actually, I actually had a, just to go back to Jim Gillespie for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> they, they opened up with an absolute pet hate of mine, and it was the the intro where the, it's it's on like one of the crime scenes, and and the guy is talking over the phone. Yeah, yeah. The fucking strobe effect, that kind yeah. of stop start. Allah sort of Tony Scott, but Tony Scott used it to good impact at at certain points. It's this is just like the the. the Perfect example of using it for the sake of it. Like, there was just yeah. no reason for it to be there. It just added nothing, and I was like, oh, God, I just hate seeing it. it. It kicked the whole thing off on the wrong foot for me. So I guess... It reminded me somewhat of, like, the start of Seven. Yeah, which the start feels of Seven, like which what they were going for. to really for. great effect. That opening um, credit sequence is excellent. But then they started every every nineties film started having that had a serial killer in it. I believe one, The Glimmer Man, uses a similar oh, style at the start, and it's like it yeah. it doesn't work. And in this case, it doesn't work at all. I mean, it's just awful. Yeah, mm. they said that, and they keep cutting to him, the the killer. Yeah, I mean, they almost give the game up. <laughs> well, they yeah, like, they- he's talking. And you're kind of getting hints of his voice, even though he's using, like, the vocoder or whatever to cover it up. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I hated that. By the way, where do you get these things? <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck, I don't know. I mean, shit, it was 1996 that Scream came out, and I've been looking for a working one ever since. <laughs> hasn't shown up yet. <laughs> no, I, don't I know. remember I getting just... one for a specific thing I was doing for a birthday, and fuck, oh, you couldn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd whack it on, and it'd just be garbled noise. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Perhaps you should have bought the Scream 3 version, Adam, which seemed to be able to imitate everyone's voice perfectly. Well, I could have imitated anybody I liked. <laughs> That's right. That's you, how it would seem. You purchased the wrong product there. You, you passed over I that busted. one and went for the cheaper version and you got what you paid for. Exactly. Um, Look, the film feels really disjointed too. Maddie. you made a comment about this earlier mm. on. There seems to be a lot of really short scenes that don't add anything and then you just cut to another scene that kind of doesn't yeah. add anything and then we cut to another one. They're really short. Yeah. Like, Part of it is like that's where Chris Christopherson ends up disappearing from the picture. He's 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 in three scenes and they're all about thirty seconds long. Well, fuck Adam, he had songs to write. You give the, give the man <laughs> exactly. A, give the man a break. <laughs> he's good. No, it's yeah, you're right. Again, just... he continued to remonstrate with producers after every take, <laughs> but, going, "I'm not yeah. here to act for Christ's sake." <laughs> yeah. There was there was that. I'm and a then... fucking highway man. Not, not... <laughs> <laughs> There's even things between scenes that don't make sense, like the 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 killer's two minutes away or you're two minutes away from the house or whatever. The killer's got to clear out of the house in order for it for the you know, it didn't make any sense. Or the there's yeah. one shot there's one shot where the killer's pretty much he's got someone at gunpoint or whatever pretty much. He's got them at, at his will and then they cut away at somebody crying and then cut back up and he's holding a noose that just came out of nowhere. Mm. Like there's even within yeah. scenes, timelines don't make sense. Like I'd the- like to see a breakdown of like the screen time too because it felt like everyone almost, once they got in there, it felt like everyone almost got equal parts with Sly other than like the cook and that. But mm. you, you seem to see a lot of particular people in short bursts. So Chris Christopherson almost ends up getting as much screen time as the, the psychologist lady that is, again, seems to be, like it's supposed to be that she's important, but not. she's barely on there. Yeah, she's not. And then you get Robert Patrick for about the same amount of time, and then you get, like, it's just, and none of them get, get a chance to actually build anything. Yeah, there was too many characters. And then by like the end of it, by the end of it, the preacher starts talking, and he starts to starts to like take up a role of like uh, this guy's in charge, and I'm almost like a right hand man. And it's like, well, where the fuck were you? Like, where did you come from? <laughs> yeah. Again, the characters, it's just used for red herring purposes. Like mm. preacher starts yeah, talking, and produces a knife seventy five minutes into the film as a way to give us another potential killer. It's just like, well, you wait, like, don't even have him. And don't even have the the bald guy that's barely in it and is killed after yeah. 25 minutes. Mm. Yeah, it like, felt like you could have tightened guys. it up, cut a couple of those guys out. You still could have had enough kills in the runtime and, and tightened things up a little bit. Yeah. Like, someone was going to go early without a lot of screen time to, to kick things off, but it kind of felt like that happened to a couple of people. See, my way of dealing with it would have been cut a couple of those characters, right? The first death shouldn't be, like, the first body that's found, it should be the one that Dutton finds. 
So he then realises something's going on, but a, but a storm has moved in. Then we kill Christofferson and we put the leftover characters all at the mercy of the places locked, closed in, and now we don't know who who this killer could be. Yeah. Again, coming back to what you said, it should not be the guy who kills the lone's missus. Like, no. That is just a shit, shit fight. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just... I... I don't know what it was it meant to add. Problems. It's, like, it's it supposedly problems. it's supposedly meant to add like these these heightened the stakes to it. But I would feel like if Stallone was the character that was really trying to kick the drinking habit to save his marriage and his job, that that coupled with actually trying to stay alive would have been enough, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah, and. This is the classic example of a film being kind of Stallonified to make him <laughs> yeah. still somewhat of a man's man. Whereas he, if, if you'd have gone with his job and his marriage are on the line and then suddenly he's hip deep in an investigation of murder amongst a group of cops who are alcoholics, he could have been a guy who was flawed. Yeah, well, you that's know. right. It just feels like... And we've talked about this in the past, about things like Last Boy Scout or something like that, that flawed character that kind of works when you use it right. <laughs> now, this could have worked. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think the addition of that stuff at the start just kind of muddied things a little bit. Mm. Yeah. And just quietly, Joe Hallenbach would definitely have been in AA. <laughs> oh, fuck. He would have been definitely. first bloke. He, he, he would have been a permanent resident. They would have been able to get rid of the bloke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hallenbach over there, he hasn't been able to kick it for 10 years. <laughs> He's been in here for 10 years. <laughs> yep. I, I think that that certainly was the way to go. The way I would have solved it, Adam, is I would have handed the script to uh, G. Hoblet. Um, and if he was unavailable, <laughs> W. Craven was second call on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I've, I, I seriously believe either one of those could have done a much better job with this. Oh, absolutely. Mm. It's just a the problem is Stallone is was still they were still clinging to this Stallone as a hero. But yeah, this isn't I, I, a hero it, it, movie. I think it's I think it reeks of what you said. Like it sounds like the classic. Yeah, Sylvester's agreed to do it. Which comes part and parcel with I look at the script and I, I put what I feel like putting in there. <laughs> yeah. And it's Even just... the ridiculous like one liner at the end is unnecessary. Yeah. It it reeks of nineties action. You know, the whole I see you and you oh, see that's this. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that was really Frank. bad. That was forced at the beginning and it was forced at the end. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It was just stupid. Like and again, it comes back to what you said, Maddie. Is the, the the serial killer angle creates massive problems later because, I mean, the logistics of knowing where Malloy was and being able to ingratiate yourself in there. Like, think mm. about what you would have to do to get yeah. in there. If his if his end game is to ruin his life, he pretty much did that. He's, he's yeah. gotten him to a point where he's in a rehab facility in Minnesota or something, and I don't think he needs to chase him down and kill him. Well, straight away, I'm like, I've had a, this is a stupid idea. Why does he need to go in there? Wait till he gets out, torture him a bit then. Yeah. Wait till, until he builds he's... himself back up and then pull him down again, if that's what your real game is to torture this guy. Mm. 
Not, exactly, that, I, not that I think that Christopherson's methods are very good. Give him a fucking TV. <laughs> come on. Yeah, come on. I mean, we, we do get The Bachelor here. Don't take everything away from I thought Christopherson might have broken out the guitar. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Who needs a TV when you got this? Group therapy like Ricky Gervais. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I mean, I did not see one lick of actual assistance to these no. blokes. Yeah. That was the whole thing. This is the hard line. This is a cop that's helping cops. Yeah. But he's not helping them rehab in any way. He's just letting them yell at each other. I mean, they didn't even, it didn't even look like they had any reading it. material. Give them a fucking magazine or something. Something like, to geez. do. Yeah. No, but we're going to lock you up in Castle Grayskull. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was, they were trying to... They, 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 they rip out that scene early on of the, all of them sort of sitting around and having a bit of a discussion, but they needed some more of that to flesh characters out. Mm. They tried oh. to do it in this really sort of haphazard manner. I will quickly give, you know, Robert Patrick's a hothead and his ex-swat and, you know, you've summed it up, Jared. You've got eight police officers with varying skill sets who Anima- are trapped Anima- in a place Anima- and being ki- Anima- attacked. Anima- that's right. You would, yeah, Anima- you would think that someone who's in SWAT, which is, you know, special weapons and tactics, would have some tactics around <laughs> yeah. how you would operate. Yeah. That's in this right. situation. All right, guys, I'm taking a gun. Not just I'm going to a cell. Like I'm locking the door. I'll see you when you've gotten some actual help. That yeah. would have been fine. <laughs> anyway. No, but yeah, the, only, the only idea is, quick, let's get to the safe and all get guns. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, I think Adam, uh, I think Chris Christopherson um, studied under uh, whoever was running the Pinehurst Academy in uh, Crystal Lake, you know, and... <laughs> Employed their methods, which seem to be actually, I do fuck all. I just have you here. <laughs> you just stay here or I do nothing. Yeah. Should we actually talk to these kids and try to get to the root of their problems? Nah. Yeah. Do we diagnose anything? No, no, there's no diagnosis needed. We just fucking take everything away from them. They'll be right. Like, just- yeah, yeah. The woman comes in and goes, um, Doc, should we really get, you know, you know get the medications out and, and have a bit of a, you know, a round table, and he just pulls out his guitar and goes, oh, I was a high. Where you going, <laughs> <laughs> hey, He says, Doc. He says, oh, we're going with those methods, are we? Yeah, he says, Doc, and she says, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Sunday morning, like Sunday me, morning coming down would have been the tune to play <laughs> for all the alcoholics, I reckon. Oh, God. Plus, just- I've got a question for you. You have just slit your own wrist, right? But then as you are being wheeled into rehab, you're asked to hand over your service weapon, which you somehow still have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. D- Charles S. Dutton should have just been looking at him going, shit, I, I didn't realise you still best had is, The best is I'm going to rehab. I better take my badge with me. Why? Yeah. Why? He should have turned around. Dutton should have looked at him and goes, where the hell did you get that? <laughs> Surely there's an intermediate uh, form of counselling before you get locked up in the cage in the in the concrete. Yeah, and they don't even they don't I mean, even seemed... sort of successfully showcase Stallone is having DTs. See, this is this anything. is where it should yeah, absolutely have, it should have been. It's it's again. It seems like all these ideas are there and possibly in the book, Adam. But it seemed like essentially it turns into a prison. 
yeah. prison full of cops. I would know what was in the yeah. book, Jarrah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you did that. Like the bloke off the TV that reads a page every two seconds or whatever. You've been studying his methods. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, Jared, that's how I, I watched the, back the movie cover. too. I read yeah. the back cover and I'm, I'm passing it off. Yeah. <laughs> when when people come and visit, when people come and visit, they say, "Oh, you're reading. What, what, what sort of book are you reading there?" You go, "Well, it's a it's a book about uh, Sylvester Stallone <laughs> getting locked up in a <laughs> detox unit." <laughs> no, I think um, I think like it's all there that that stuff. As I said to you, they've all got their skills, but then they're stripped of the weapons and things like that. They're essentially in a prison by by halfway through the movie, but it, it doesn't even feel like that. It, like, they just, all this stuff is is just lost. It's all muddied. It's all mixed up. None of it's fleshed out. So it's, I don't know, it's just a strange watch in that, in that sense that you see all this stuff there, but it's not there. Yeah. At one point, I noticed that as the film sort of goes further along and the blizzard starts heating up, and they're all finally let loose with their weapons. There are dead set six blokes outside. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm baffled. Like, stay with warm. The, Fuck yeah. Still safer inside. Just gives us no. He gives us no touchstones as to who's where. He the, nobody's wearing any colourful clothing. Like it's just ridiculous. You have no idea who these people are. You can't even tell who Stallone is. <laughs> When he's yeah. out there. No. Well, it's that's like, right. You know, and, and again, I don't want to kick Gillespie hard, but as a director, you've got to find a way to show us who everyone is. Well, that's exactly right. I mean... Something as simple as putting their name tags on their chests. Well, look at, like, you know... enough. Name tags. You look at aliens, you know, bandanas on the head, different, you know, the, the headgear in those ones, which was similar, had their own sort of sort of markings on them and, and shit yeah. like that. Like, just, you you got to find a way. Well, even something like Black Hawk Down, which is a film that basically everyone looks identical because they're all dressed the same, they, they have their names written on their helmets. Yeah. You know, so we at least know who the hell we're looking at. Mm. Yeah, that's right. So all you needed when they were in rehab was name badges. Yeah. Or different, just just some differences to the clothing. Yeah, anything. And if they're anything. all in um, ski jackets, they're different coloured jackets. Yeah, I mean, chuck but someone the film in. Film is so dark outside. Chuck, chuck you one of the tell. chuck one of the lunatics in a sleeveless hoodie. They, they you know, they're, they're they're the hard asses. They'll just sit outside in a sleeveless hoodie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, send just... Jeffrey Wright out in a sleeveless hoodie. <laughs> Something like that. They even go out in a crop top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just. Uh... That that bothered me the whole way through. It just there was there was portions because it was uninteresting. <laughs> like I, I was losing who the characters were because I weren't I wasn't interested in some of them, and then they were all dressed the same anyway, and you couldn't tell fucking anyone from anyone when mm. when the blizzard struck or when they were moving around the place. So yeah, it was. I mean, there was multiple times when somebody died and they showed the body, and I was like, which one was it? Mm. It yeah. happened two or three times. One of them was Robert Patrick when it was hanging up. I looked at it and I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's Robert Patrick, but I better have another look. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. But yeah. also, what it didn't do well, and again, this comes to probably one of my. As, as the film sort of rounds out, it didn't offer a mystery. It didn't offer Stallone 
a chance to kind of uncover via actual clues who it was. No, he just stumbled on it. Yeah. He stumbles across a matchbook. Yep. And that's, that's how he comes across it. I mean, yeah, it's so that's it. lame. And it just meant nothing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah the killer, yeah, I, I, we know who it is now, but what, what was your fucking motive for killing the police? I thought that would be all tied in because you're in a group of police. Like, you didn't really yeah, like go there. cop who'd been fired or something. Yeah, it like, just focused all on, oh, I killed your wife when you weren't there. Or your partner when you weren't there. Okay, great. So what about the rest of it? Like, Why? Why did you do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the purpose? Wasn't here? there a mention, though, that he busted him at some point? Uh, was it was, there was a, I think. You ruined my life, like I'm going to ruin yours. fleeting. But that should have been. Was the, it That should have been the main motivation. Yeah. Like, why did you kill these fucking ten cops or whatever before? Yeah, and now you're in a unit of cops. There's a through line there, and it just it just was left hanging. But see, this is why the the the, the woman is the perfect killer. She, her her uncovered backstory could have something to do with a police shooting or something like that. I had a note, but you you and you cut away the serial killer element. I had a note saying the only way to redeem this is if the old guy is the killer. <laughs> Robert Prosky. If he pulled his pants down at some point, <laughs> his high-waisted pants and pulled out a knife, that would have made it entertaining. It I was hoping it was, uh, better. I was waiting for him to pull out a magic movie ticket and for Jack Slater to show up. Uh, yes. Arnie. <laughs> To make but an appearance. Save the day. <laughs> now, one thing I want to lay the slipper into is why did we need a kind of quasi-romance? Like, I, th- this it reeks of, like, Sly, shit that's cut really? out. But him and the doctor, he kind of makes a couple of comments to her that kind of seem like there's a romantic, romantic element mm. and that he's worried about her. But then yeah, it never sort of pays off. It never sort of needs to actually exist. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't fit in with the rest of the, the plot Because he's all. telling her, he's handing her the gun and going, you know, if anyone comes through, you kill them, lock your door tonight and all this, like he's worried about her. I'm like, it's, it's not like known a, her for five minutes. Uh, it's not like her therapy has helped him heal in any way whatsoever. <laughs> There's no, no. reason. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's just another part of it that, that shouldn't have really. Well, if it's going to be there, it's got to be actually something's got to be written down about it. What do we do with the the doctor and the psychiatrist? As you said, Adam, <laughs> it was overtones of again Stallonified. It was overtones of it's a love interest. Mm. Yeah. Which we don't. It's which, completely misplaced. It, it doesn't fit anywhere. He's in still in case. mourning, right? Yeah, you can't you can't be uh, having montages of your ex potential fiance and then be hooking up with a nurse on the side. Mm. Yeah, crazy. Exactly. And the worst part for me was, I mean, Slater, the killer. I mean, he was about as menacing as a fucking wet fart. <laughs> he was. Just, <laughs> he was, yeah. he was so di- uninteresting. <laughs> like, 
Like when he spoke, I was just like, oh, just shut up and get on with this. Yeah. Like, get on with it. Yep. Let's work him out. Let's kill him. You know, he's just so annoying when he starts talking. And the, and all his phone calls at the start, Yeah. again, there was just not an ounce of menace to any of that. What does yeah, he call no, himself? No Karasama. Denominator. Was, yeah, Common no Karasama. Not a shred of Karasama. Zero Karasama. God, he doesn't even know what Karasama <laughs> means. <laughs> yeah, it was such a letdown. Like, talk about, there wasn't much air left in the tyres, but whatever there was was just <laughs> let out as soon as that was revealed. He comes across as so cocky on the phone, and I know exactly where you are and what you do and all your moves. And then he's, like, sobbing in the house, in the in the therapy centre, and uh, it just doesn't, doesn't. There's no yeah. menace once he's in there. There's no, yes. oh, that's a mood changer. That's something different that we've seen from him. He just goes from sobbing to... To murdering people, the only thing that could yeah. have saved the only thing that could have saved that twist was was a was a good explanation for what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> that wasn't there. <laughs> nope. Well, also they 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 proceed to bring Charles Dutton back for reasons unknown. Ah, oh, he was great. I like that guy's he, voice. I love Charles Dutton. I love him, but he should have been in the facility as one of the alcoholics. Mm. Like he's the kind of guy who gives you that kind of. That, 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 that powder keg performance. In fact, he would have been perfect in the role of Robert Patrick. Well, yeah. see, I didn't actually mind him. I didn't actually mind someone being, like, the way he was stuck there because of the blizzard as well, and, and he finds the body, but then it felt like so that should have led to possibly him in some way helping discover what who it was or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then he can't get in the facility or something like that's that. That's right. That's right. He can't get in to help. But it feels like it's exactly. this ironclad facility except for some shack that they can all come in and out of. <laughs> so they create this complete isolation and then take it away as well. It's yes. Stupid. Yeah, they seem to be able to just move freely through some sort yeah. of tunnel system. And then, and then Dutton just takes two seconds to get from the town into the back to the facility. So they've like taken away all the isolation that they've created. It's it was well. If you were going to have Dutton, Jared, you should have had him investigating the corpse. He yeah, finds well, the corpse. He finds the corpse, then and we I get thought, nothing. okay, well, we're on here. He's yeah. going to start uncovering it. I would have been okay with him finding out a little bit earlier who it was. We don't yeah. necessarily know, but but you know. Him in a he sort of... He tries to get in contact with the facility. Yeah, there, him in the, the whole sort of race against time thing to get there before, you know, to warn them or whatever, but it just... None of that came about. No. And my last dislike was the final fight sequence between Stallone and the killer. Just indecipherable. Yeah, speaking of... <laughs> it's just darkness. <laughs> speaking, of, uh, speaking of wet bath, Adam, that was... Another one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was like a, a that was a shot. That, that sort of thing. It was just it was just it it, it just kind of was like a whimper. Yeah. You know? It sucked. And especially a Stallone <laughs> film where you've sort of Stallonified it a little bit. Like, don't you have a massive punch on at the end? Yeah. But uh, this isn't that again how you end it? Again, you've got Stallone, uh, an FBI agent. Who appears to, well, we're supposed to believe he has some fucking, he's a wily sort of character. Yeah. 
against a guy who's impersonating a police officer. Yeah, and looks like he's about 60 kilos. Yeah, and so we're, <laughs> we're now hand-to-hand. So Stallone should be licking his chops. Yeah. He's going to fucking wipe the floor <laughs> with this bloke. <laughs> yeah. He he's doesn't got even a, need the bloody um, combine harvester. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a knife in his arm and he still lifts yeah. him up above his head. Just give him a just give him a standard old fucking garden rake and he can do the job with that. He would have finished it off right right there and then. He does a full yeah. clean and jerk with an arm th- with, a, with a knife through his arm. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah I didn't I didn't again it, it it was just a culmination of a bunch of shit that I didn't didn't <laughs> quite like. <laughs> of a bunch of shit you didn't even like. <laughs> I think you've you've hit the nail on the head. <laughs> I've actually I'm Look, still gonna... my last word on it, Jared. And yeah, I said Stallonified. Yeah, it's a weird mixture here because we were Stallonifying to make it sort of actionish for Stallone, but it was also a period where Stallone was probably looking for roles where he could be different. So it's it's a real it's a real sort of Frankenstein's monster here because he's trying to be like vulnerable but yeah. also then has to pick guys up and clean and jerk them onto especially with <laughs> Yeah. Well it was after you know, Copland, right? Yes. So he should have he should have been happy to, to just take this on and say, Okay, well it's a thriller. I'll give it a crack. Mm. But maybe it's just a play to try and get back into an action movie or something. Yeah, I feel like that's where it ended up. Yeah. yeah well, just... you know what? I would have been happy for Stallone to do a pass on this script. Oh, yeah. yeah, I would have been because happy it's... for him to pass altogether. Yeah, I feel like right. you should have done a pass on this <laughs> as a pod review. Yeah. <laughs> Jared, do you think we'd be reviewing this right but now if Sylvester think... Sloan wasn't in it? No, we wouldn't. <laughs> Or would we if it ended up in the hands of Gregory Hoblet and Denzel was the cop? Like, fucking oath we would be. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Nicholas Cage was the murderer. Yeah. It's, it's, no, Cage was the one banging the coffee machine. We've you put, you put bald Travolta in there. Oh, That's yeah. a loose oh, cannon if I ever saw we one. We are absolutely reviewing it if Travolta's in there fucking carrying it on like a loose unit. But this is, like... I feel like Stallone did do a or something of a pass, or had somebody do something to it, because it's just all that stuff with the with the with the the um his partner with Mary at the start. That all feels like he's got his hands on it and added that. Does that feel like Cobra? <laughs> I wish it felt like Cobra. I mean, if the fucking murderer had been clanking axes in the tunnel, I'd have been fucking rubbing my hands together. I want Clint Eastwood as the Mountie. It's just. Oh. I mean, you couldn't afford you know, that cast, man. If we, if we, if we, um, if we enter the the final fight to the strains of Angel of the City, we're laughing. Oh, bloody hell! This, this movie would have been an absolute. Ripper. Can we can we yeah, recast it, Jamie Lee Curtis as the nurse? Well, I mean, shit. You got to give him something to do first. Yeah. Look, the problem is, mate, you hire Clint Eastwood, John Travolta, Denzel Washington, Jamie Lee Curtis, all of them are going, I need more, I need more death. What the yeah. hell is this? Yeah, yeah I think I need so. this written for my specifications. So you, you've had um, your final word, Adam. I've actually got a couple of extra dislikes here to, to throw out there. <laughs> Ooh, shit. 
Yeah, I know. It's Sly shaking during his dreams. <laughs> Talk about acting masterclass. That is just. It's like someone's. It's like someone's said. Look, Sylvester can't do this. Just get a cattle prod, and you're gonna have to sit under the bed. And we want him tossing and turning. You're going to have to hit him with the prod. He's kind of going, <laughs> just like twitching and fucking rolling around. I mean, you know. No one has a nightmare like that. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. That was just genius. <laughs> that was, that so was the worst part of the performance. It was. I think that was probably the low point of his acting performance. Uh, my other favourite oh. part of the movie, my other favourite, my, my number one favourite um, dialogue exchange was when they think it's Jack and they find out that Jack had killed someone and Stallone goes, how did Jack end up getting a job here? And the lady goes, I vouched for him. He was totally rehabilitated. (laughs) 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 And nobody pipes up and says, look, that still doesn't make me feel all that comfortable about Uh. the situation. (laughs) I don't even think Uh. you're a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what are your credentials? Yeah. The other bloke, he wasn't a doctor, he was just a bloody guitarist. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Who's oh, yeah. this joint? I again laugh laughs are plenty when that one that one came out. Just yeah. like, yeah, you haven't you haven't explained that sufficiently. We need to we need to circle back. Let's let's unpack this a little bit before yeah, we yeah, move yeah. on. The first- the first question is what? <laughs> yeah, uh, excuse what me. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say he was rehabilitated? He killed somebody. <laughs> oh man, so bad. Um, <laughs> he killed somebody. Is that why he looks so shady every time I see him? Yeah, yeah. And when he's stealing lighters, nobody, you people that supposedly know this, aren't concerned that he's sneaking into people's rooms and shit. He's got four. Get rid of him. <laughs> Chuck him out in the blizzard. Yeah. Make him walk home. <laughs> that's the sort of behaviour that yeah. can escalate. Yes. It yeah, is. That's right. Is there any other dislikes? You got anything else, Jared? No, that was... I'm, I'm wrapped Maddie, you got anything? Yeah. <laughs> we did, no one's touched on... <laughs> He's arrested the killer at some point. The killer's let let that known. And then he's in the facility with the killer and doesn't know who he is. Surely you remember someone you've arrested. See, I don't even remember him saying he was arrested. What was I doing? I'm pretty sure sure that's what happened. That was his motivation for ruining his life. Yeah, no, that uh, that went way past me. Maybe I missed it. Yeah. I thought he was just hanging around the bar. I thought he was just a bar (laughs) fly that Sly had offended with his overly fucking, overly um, loud carry-on at the pub. Yeah, and also, Stallone, yeah, look, learn how to chug a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tipped half of that damn shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take yeah. it slow. <laughs> if you haven't got the if you haven't got the tip work, take it slow, mate. <laughs> you are wasting grog. Yeah, we'll we'll line up a we'll we'll line the beer up in a in a, a number of shot glasses if you need it. Look, you can just slam one after the other <laughs> no, because you can't seem to get it down in a protein <laughs> shaker. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll give it to him in a shaker. So I, so I missed that completely. I'm, I'm, I better watch the ending again. Just to, no. just to, 
<laughs> Just a double check. Because his plan was fucking a, a shamozzle, and if that was actually <laughs> correct, yeah. that Sly did at some point. At some point. Pretty sure that that's what he said. Yeah, but, but I guess, why? you know, why the, the characterisation doing... is that Sly's arrested everyone. He's, he's arrested thousands, so of course you're just one of thousands. I, of course I wouldn't remember you. I'd remember the English twat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people are from all over the world. (laughs) I don't understand. What what is a Canadian doing in there? I don't understand (laughs) it. That old bloke, give him a bit of menace. Give him a bit of menace. Christopherson met him on tour, I reckon. He found him on tour and said, well, we've got a facility. (laughs) He'd come back and we'll draw you out there. I found this guy while I was gigging through Toronto. Yeah. I mean, that's why Christophus is there in the first place. He's, he's, had, he's just finished up a particularly rough tour where he got shit-faced after every show, so he's, <laughs> he's drying out as well. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those mistaken identity issues where he walked into the, the place and the, the woman wouldn't let him speak and just assumed he was the guy who ran the joint. Yeah, you're the owner here. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic sort of rom-com situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so she's handed him the staff, uh, the staffing sheets, and he said, "Ah, oh, well, we'll just hire a handful." And uh, that, that murderer there, he looks like fit for a job. Give him a job too. Yeah, they've set it up beautifully there. Honestly, if I'm if I'm sly, I'm watching my back with that woman. She hired fucking Stephen Leg. <laughs> And put buddy Chris Christopherson in charge of the place. Yeah, that's the uh, sequel I think her twist. Judgment's clouded. <laughs> I you think sure so. she got a piss pot as well? <laughs> yeah, she was here when they got here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's too many questions right, about anything this. Else? Nah, anything else? No, 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 it was horrible. It was horrible. Look, we need to see the This detail. was a downward spiral for Sylvester. And um, it was. It was not good. It was a six to seven year shit fest for, for Sylvester. <laughs> yeah, look, it was when this was the period where Sylvester took a steaming dump on his own career <laughs> <laughs> for a while. I mean, the fact that he, he plat look, he hit rock bottom with Avenging Angelo, I think. Yeah. Which was in about 2005. 2002. Same year. Did- Oh shit! Oh, a double. He's had a prick of a year, hasn't he? And you know, you want to know the two movies before that, before Detox, yeah. Driven and Get Carter. Ooh. So he's really, uh, yeah. It was a, it was a rough patch. He hadn't had a hit since. God, probably Cliffhanger. Yeah. Well, Daylight was '96. Oh, Daylight um, was a bit of a hit, but it was a hit overseas. Yeah. As opposed to being a hit in the United States. Prior to that, it was probably Demolition Man. 93, Cliffhanger 93. So. <laughs> Demolition Man. That was 92 or something, wasn't it? Demolition Man, 93. That wasn't because of him. That wasn't good because of him. Where's but Judge made, Dredd in Talking there? about a hit, talking about yeah. a hit, I think Demolition Man actually made some money. Judge Dredd was 95, and that was not a hit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, anyway. No, it made some money, bad. but it cost a lot of money. Yep. It was well, a bad time for Sylvester. You pay top dollar for Amanda Sante. <laughs> you do. You do pay top dollar for Amanda Sante. The bottom line is Sly had a rough patch here. I mean, he, he didn't did. get back on deck until 2006, which I think was Rocky Balboa. 
Was that 06? Yeah, I believe 08? so. 06. What? So basically from 96 through to 06, he had a 10-year period of making absolute <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh dear! Oh, yeah, that's I, not, I did not want to sum up the last ten-year patch like that. Not good for the uh, metal I count. That's a fair assessment. No. Well, there was a Spy Kids movie in there, so that was probably half a hit. Well, that was a hit. Spy so Kids three. That one. <laughs> yeah. It pretty. It pretty much was a ten-year run of just turkeys. Copland was ninety-seven, <laughs> and he was in Ants. In '98, as a voice, but uh, yeah, it, it's not a it's not a pretty not a pretty run for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not good. But look, that is Detox, aka ICU. <sighs> so you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Podomatic. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrillme Podcast Australia. Podomatic at, at thrillme.podomatic.com. And Instagram at Thrill Me Podcast. Uh, do us a favour and rate and review whenever, wherever you can. Now keep an eye on uh, the Facebook page for details of our next episode. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or contact us at Thrill Me or one word or lowercase at iinet.net.au